Humanity Chats, a conversation about everyday issues that impact humans. Join us. Together, we can go far. Today, we talk about how to go from college to career success with Scott Cochran. Um, Mr. Cochran was named the president of SMC in 2015. That is from Methodist College. He's an alumni of uh, Duke University. During his tenure at SMC, the college has expanded its educational offerings, adding four-year bachelor's degree programs and an expanded online degree. Prior to joining SMC, he served as dean of the space in the Munger Center at Wofford College, as well as an adjunct professor of finance. He had a 20-year career in the financial services industry with UPS Capital Corporation and GMAC Finance before moving into higher education. Um, viewers, listeners, you will be impressed with Mr. Cochran. Hold on tight. This is Humanity Jacks. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, it is an honor to have you. And I cannot wait to hear um, you chat about college to career success. Well, I'm excited about it. I think it's one of the most important things our young people face is that challenge of how do you turn college into a lifelong, meaningful career and a meaningful life? Yes, yes, that is so true. Viewers, listeners, um, as you know, my name is Margie March, your hostess with the mostest. And today we have Scott Cochran of Spartanburg Methodist College with us. Uh, before we delve into the conversation, though, we would like to know a little bit more about you. Why don't you share a fun fact with us? Okay, I, so I'm going to share two facts, fun facts. I have, I've been married for 34 years. We have six children and five grandchildren the five grandchildren are five and under, so we've had them rapidly, which is great. My uh, my my other fun fact is I I love riding uh, my bicycle. I ride a road bike, and I ride quite a bit. And um, you know, my wife actually meets me at different places. Uh, we live in Spartanburg, South Carolina, which is about fifty miles away from Saluda, North Carolina. And I'll ride up there and meet her for breakfast, and then ride back home. So um, that's that's a great way for me to get my energy out, and I and I love to be on the road. And it's also a great way to bond. It is. It is. And she uh, she keeps tabs on me. I, I use a, a Garmin, so she has a live tracking, so she can see where I am on the road. And she knows, uh, well, he's a little bit behind schedule. He's a little bit ahead of schedule. He's up this mountain. He's down this road. So it's kind of neat. And which is important in this day and age. Um, sometimes, you know, you have to know where your partner is. And so thank you for sharing the fun fact. You have a big family. I do. I do. We're very blessed. Uh, and, you know, the family, as you have grandchildren and your your children get married, three of our children are married. The spouses add to the grand the, the family and it's it's uh, it's great gatherings right now where if we bring everybody in and that's local, 
Uh, I'll have one son that lives in Denver, Colorado with his wife and, and son. But uh, there's 14 of us that end up in the room, just immediate family. So it's pretty, pretty neat. That's pretty neat. Your dinner table must be fun. It's 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 a lot of cooking. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Now, um, President Cochran, um, you know, today we're talking about college to career success. I know you've had some success as president of Spornberg Methodist College. Can you share your experience with us? Yeah, you know, we've. I got here in 2015, and at the time, the school was doing well, but um, we were facing a tremendous external market pressure with. Uh, the, the declining number of students going to college and the competition between college and the cost of college. And how do you how do you take that? We were about 730 students. Uh, how do you build on that and grow? Uh, we've grown. Uh, we had one thousand and seventy two students um, enrolled in this fall. So we've grown our enrollment significantly. We've moved from a two year college to a, to adding a bachelor degree. Uh, and that's been tremendous for us. Uh, we've grown some facilities uh, modestly because we're a modest college, and and we've done it in the way that we were established and meant to do it. What I mean by that is we were founded in 1911 as a place that could give kids a chance at college who might not normally have a chance at college. And so we've continued that. And, and the way we continue it is if you are a high school student in South Carolina, graduating from a, from a high school with a 3.0 GPA, you come to SMC on a full tuition package. That means you do not pay tuition out of pocket. And, and so we're filling that. So those that are on the financial bubble or on the, the just difficult navigating colleges, we're a great place. We're heavy first generation. So I'm a first generation college graduate as well, uh, but we're heavy first generation. So a lot of students that are coming here, they don't have the background and the experience of what college is all about. So that navigating, that's tough. And then we've we've really focused on getting them ready for the career outside of uh, of graduation. The career outside of graduation. Now, what does that look like? So if you go ask and I I was in corporate America for 20 years and I can I can vouch for this. If you go ask college presidents in general or colleges in general, if you do the survey, how well are we preparing students for the workforce and life after college? The vast majority will say we're doing it extremely well. If you ask CEOs and hiring managers, how well are college students prepared once they enter the workforce? They will give an opposite answer. Not so well. It's not that both of them are. It's not that they're completely uh, out of touch. It's they're looking and focusing on different things. So what we did is we looked at that disconnect. Our bachelor degree, degree program it it bridges the gap between those two misaligned perceptions. What we do is we require every student, regardless of major, if you major in business, if you major in religion, criminal justice, history, psychology, every single student is required to take 18 hours, six classes of professional development coursework. It does not mean that it's business coursework. It is professional development. You need to be a professional and understand what that means whether you're in business or ministry or nonprofit, uh, whatever you do. So we have intentionally built in this coursework for our students. It's important for everyone, but it's critical for heavy first generation students who don't have the networks and the history of college and how to develop and leverage that. Those courses include project management, uh, uh, communication skills, consultative selling, and how do you position and work with team teammates 
How do you take a project that is ambiguous, break it down into steps and outcomes that are deliverables that are wanted and asked for? I don't believe it's done this way anywhere else. I believe that there's some great career services uh, uh, organizations within colleges, but no one requires it like we do. And when you combine that education, the liberal arts, the, the critical thinking with the practical and hard and needed skills of professional development, when you meld those two, then you prepare smart individuals to go in the world and add value and contribute as soon as they get into an organization. Now, um, I guess my follow-up question is, um, how does this translate? You've had kids that have graduated from SMC. Do you see progress? Do you see benefits from this method? Yes, absolutely. You know, I'll give you a a one perfect example that, um, that this was just recently. So our first graduating class of bachelor degree students was two years ago. This past May was our second. And one of the challenges when you when you go into the workforce is, um, is understanding what it means to be into a workplace. One of the requirements we have is internships. So you, you are required to have an internship during your, um, during your time at SMC. Many students have two internships. Students who have gone into an internship uh, believing they wanted to be one thing and then realizing this work is miserable, I don't want to do this work, is just as valuable as someone who goes in and is affirmed that their decision in their major is uh, is what they want to do. I'm going to give you an example of something that was somewhat surprised us. Student, his name is Quinn. Quinn came here because it was the best financial option for him and he needed a good financial option. He was a decent student. Uh, he grew into a fantastic student. He planned to transfer once he came to SMC. And uh, after a couple of years, he said, I'm going to transfer. I'd like to go to another institution. And he got the financial package back from that institution and realized that his full tuition package at SMC was incredibly valuable. And he couldn't quite make the leap to go into debt in order to go to a different college. But he also had dreams. He wanted he wants to be a lawyer. And he's, you know, we've got a relatively young school here. We were established in 1911, but our bachelor degree is two years old. Does this give me an opportunity? And after a lot of talk and a lot of guidance, we assured him that, look, the program that you go through here is going to be fantastic. He uh, graduated at the top of his class. He was our student speaker at graduation, and he is now a second-year law student at uh, the South Carolina School of Law. Very, very prestigious in the state of South Carolina. Very good law school. He had two internships during that time that affirmed he wanted to get into law school. He was able to learn how to interview for law for, for his, his internships. He was he learned how to do group work. He learned how to do isolated, grueling attorney work that happens at times. And he is working at a law firm down in Columbia now as well. And so the the ability to learn how to communicate, project manage, um, go through the interview process, understand what he was getting into, and then apply it helped him not only in the classroom in uh, Columbia, but also outside of the classroom in the law firm. Uh, we have uh, another student that um, has sung the praises of our professional development program, our CAMIC core, as we call it. Dr. Kamek was our founder because it allowed him to understand what was going to happen when he went into an organization, how to ask for um, uh, guidance on what needed to be done and presented, 
but then also take ownership for his work and then produce. Uh, he went from internship directly into the workforce for that company, and he's been incredibly successful as well. And if you talk to him today, uh, he will credit the programs that he's that he's gone through, the academic programs in the classroom and the professional development programs with the hands-on for his success. And we're seeing that more and more. I believe it gives students an 18 to 24-month advantage over students who don't have a professional development program. And that 18 to 24 months is based on my experience hiring a lot of people over the years. Now, this is impressive. So how did you come up with that professional development um, aspect of uh, a college education? This, this started uh, back in my corporate day. And when we would, when I, and I was fortunate to work in a number of places, a uh, number of parts, I've been around the world. So I'm very fortunate about that. Lived in Germany for a while while I worked in Europe, um, had offices in different parts of the world, in Asia and and um, um, in Europe, in the United States. So when I, when I was looking at how we were growing as an organization and what was keeping us from getting better, a lot of it depended on the same things that we're talking about communication skills, project management, planning, uh, synthesizing large amounts of information into critical decision-making pieces of information, dealing with difficult uh, um, colleagues and difficult customers, and the overall behavior of what it takes to be successful. I started designing and developing those programs back way back then. And, and it was it was very positive. It's a, it's a combination of radical candor. If you've read that book, uh, and and the and doing hard things, which is another book. So bringing together these skill sets in the corporate America, I said, you know what? Why not start a lot earlier? Why not have students at the same time they're taking uh, great English classes and learning how to read and synthesize information? Why not take them and teach them how to apply that when they get into a business or nonprofit or ministry job? Why not allow them? the advantage of having all of this stuff up front so they can hit the ground running. And when we started doing that, and and we've done this for a while, when we started doing that, we started seeing students be more successful in the job interviews because they had hard, concrete things that they could present. And they did it in a way that separated them and differentiated them from everyone else. It's not easy because it is it is a very different way of thinking. Blending liberal arts and professional development it can be challenging, but it is absolutely essential for success. And if you apply that to first generation students and students who have not had an opportunity in the in, in the past and they don't have access to networks and we teach them how to have access to networks, you see unbelievable growth in the person and in the opportunities that they have down the road. Yeah. Speaking about opportunities, it seems that what you're doing is applying the real world situation or the corporate world um, ethic to academia. You're combining both. Is, is that am I right? One hundred percent. A lot of people think it's either or they think, hey, you either go get technical skills to get a job or you take the liberal arts skills of thinking the Socratic approach. And, you know, and there's a lot of there's a lot of division in saying you can't do those together. They are not mutually exclusive. They are absolutely hand in glove when done correctly. And the foundation of the liberal arts education, thinking through things, being able to communicate, being able to uh, take large amounts of information and and figure out what needs to be done and actually being given a problem without being told what to do is, is, is the liberal arts way of doing things. 
And if you take that and you leverage that thinking, reasoning, critical thinking, and you apply it to how you will operate in the workplace, you have a tremendous advantage over someone who only has one set of skills or the other set of skills. They're both important. When you blend those together, you can really make a difference in someone's life. And I'll tell you again, I'm going to go back to who we serve. Um, about 65% of our students are first generation. Uh, and if you if you know anything about Pell eligible, so Pell eligibility means there's high financial need. We have about 70% of our students are Pell eligible. And when these students get the power of the liberal arts combined with professional development, they can completely change their circumstances in life. It's a pivot point for families going forward. And it's something that they could not do if we were isolated in one camp or another. It, it really reaches the ceiling and eliminates the ceiling of where they can go. Now, it's a long road, right? I mean, it's not nothing happens overnight. But this set of skills combined with this liberal arts thinking and the beauty of the liberal arts, I believe it's unbeatable. And again, I've, I've been there. This is not somebody that's just dreaming about this or theoretically thinking about this. I've, I've been in offices all over the world. I've been in uh, marketing and, and global supply chain. I've been in all um, a number of aspects of what happens around the world in, uh, in finance and operations. And everywhere that I saw success, I saw people using the critical thinking skills of liberal arts blended with professional development. Now, it took them 10, 15, 20 years to get it. But that's where the beauty happens and the real effect of thinking and of driving forward really takes place. So I'm really proud we're doing it. I think it's unique. Uh, and I think when you when you look around the world and people say that we need education, education, absolutely right. I don't think there's any place on the planet that's doing it better and more effectively than the way we're doing it here. And uh, and, and I, I invite people to come take a look because it is truly it is it is truly a beauty to watch. So do you have a blueprint for this? Um, I, I, I think um, maybe even having a book or uh, something published in a journal to share what SMC is doing um, would be great for the education industry. You know, I've, I've, I've been asked about that a lot. And uh, no, I've got my own. I have a journal and I have my internal documentation of this and it's my therapy and everything else, you know, journaling's great, right. To get things out. Um, and, and that is something that I have challenged myself to do in the very near future is to sit down and put this step by step. How do you go from college to career? How do you do these things? It's great to say, and it's true. Somebody with a college degree will earn a million dollars more in a lifetime on average than someone without a college degree. That sounds great, but tell me how to do it. The other thing is you've got to convince young people uh, that this is absolutely the right way and the approach to take. It's not perfect. Nothing's perfect, but it's the right way and it's the right approach. So um, as you know, having a, a son in college, I have a daughter in college, you know, getting them to focus on certain things early in their college career or late in their college career is tough. Uh, but when we put it as part of the program, then they start to see, wow, this is this is really becoming fruitful. Uh, on our Instagram, we interviewed a handful of students day before yesterday and posted it. And their reactions and their comments on what professional development is doing for them is so insightful. They articulate it better than me because they're living it and they see the application of it and how it's made them better and more marketable. 
being better and more marketable because, you know, um, sometimes we just stick to the theory and are learning what we can get from the textbooks. But what you're doing is um, taking it a step further to have them get that professional development. Does this, this also mean that they get practice for um, interviews and how to dress and how to conduct themselves? Yes, 100 uh, percent. How to conduct themselves, interviews, how to shake a hand. You know, we take that for granted. Um, I was taught by my grandfather, never give a dead fish handshake. Don't do that. And we all know what that means. Um, not everybody's been taught those specific things. And you don't need it in every situation, but you need to be aware of what's going on. I tell them if you're going to interview with um, with Google, you probably don't want to wear a suit and a tie. If you're going to to interview with an investment bank, you probably want to wear a suit and a tie. So understand the uniform of we're in. So a big part of this is getting them to be aware and to understand what are the registers, the social and the emotional registers that you need to be aware of and you need to balance as you go through your life. And that's that's a huge part of reading the room and reading the situation and then asking, where can I fit in? from a value standpoint, not fit in from a human standpoint as much as where can I fit in a value? Because if I can't add value to this organization, I don't really want to be there. And the students don't want to be there. I don't want them to be to feel as if they have no other options or no other choices. You have to take this job. No, find an organization you can believe in. Find a, a solution for people who are searching for something that you believe in and then go work for that company and learn and contribute. And by the way, here are the skill sets and the things that you're going to need to do in order to be successful at it. Yeah. Bringing value to the table. It seems that this generation um, from what I've been reading and what I've been hearing uh, sometimes they just want the job just for the sake of having the job. How do you change that mindset? How do you help these students develop that passion? Yeah, you know, that is, boy, if we can bottle that, Margie, we will we will solve the world's problems, right? I, I think the important thing is to let them understand and get them to understand that there is a balance. There is, there is no such thing as nirvana. It doesn't exist. Um, the, there is a, a reality that some of them may need a job in order to pay the bills and to help their families in our situation. There may be a, a, uh, an opportunity somewhere else that they can't travel to or they can't go to because they don't have the opportunity to relocate because they need to support the family. But there is a path and there is a long-term vision that you need to establish for yourself. I spoke to a class just day before yesterday on goals. And I said, I reminded them that winners and losers both have goals. Winners go on a field and they want to win. Losers go on a field and they have the goal to win, but they lose. The, the, the one who wins has a plan and executes and walks through the process. They walk through the hard things and they don't let the hard things get to them. So the future, the goals, the vision have to be in mind and they have to craft that. And we help them craft that. What do you, where do you see yourself? What do you want to do? How do you want to behave? Where do you want to live? There are steps to get there. It may be this first job gets your foot in the door so you can learn all you can, so you can develop, continue to develop your skill sets, and then move on to the next opportunity that's closer to your goal and closer to your vision. And so there is a balance between what I have to do and then my ideal self and my ideal vision in the future. And that's a path. That is a process. That is not 
a flip of the switch. It's not a one or a zero, a binary code. It is a process. And that's the hardest thing to get uh, a lot of young people to understand that, you know, there's some grind you got to go through to get to where you want to be, but that's okay. You're still making progress. Making progress. It's, it's not a quick fix. Viewers, listeners, I think President Cochran's message is applicable to the young and the old. And that, you know, we all have to go through a process to get to the next step. Um, if you had to, if there are students listening right now and you had to give them five bullet points of what they can do to ensure the success of their next step, what would you tell them? Uh, the first thing, they're going to sound a little generic here. The first thing is I'm going to say is be kind to everybody around you. The people that you're dealing with now that might frustrate you and that you might lash out, whether it's high school or college, those people are going to come around at some point and you're going to be involved with them at some point. Be kind to everybody around them. Make others around you better. Neither of those two take one IQ point. What do I mean by that? Support the growth of others around you because most likely you're going to be working in some type of a team environment. And if you can make the people, the person on your right and on your left, if you can make both of them more successful by supporting them, your team's going to be lifted and you're going to be lifted. You're going to be viewed as someone who can collaborate and grow a team. So those are the two things. On the hard skill side, this is this is a very specific hard skill. Learn Excel. I know that sounds funny, but it seems like everywhere I turn, you've got to have Excel experience to do a little bit of everything. It also helps you start to think analytically, model, design, learn Excel. The fourth thing, read. I don't care what you read, read. Read books, read journals, read magazines, read as much as you can. That is the best way to grow your knowledge is to read and to think. Now you can go and use that knowledge to apply to different things. I read, my wife reads way more than I do, and I read a lot. We have, uh, we have books all over the place, and we encourage reading. When I'm interviewing someone, I ask them, what are you reading? I'm not really interested or care about what specifically they're reading, but I'm interested that they're curious, curious enough to want to learn more through reading. And so read, read, read all you can. If you don't have time, I'll tell you what you can do. You can cut out X number of hours of uh, surfing on your phone or social media, and you'll have plenty of time to read. Uh, and, and the fifth thing, the last thing is don't quit. It sounds cliche, but uh, I think it was Babe Ruth who said, it's hard to beat someone who won't quit. I believe you only have to out hustle 5% of the people in the world because 95% of the people are not going to do the work and they're going to quit before they get to the end. So if you can do those things, I think you're going to be successful. Wow, that was impactful. Um, viewers, listeners, let's go out hustling um, out in the world. <laughs> yes. Well, President Cochran Scott, I want to thank you um, for joining us on the chats and for leaving the, these nuggets with us. I believe that our viewers and listeners are going to be blessed with this message. Um, folks, look up Spurnberg Methodist College. Look at what they're doing, the progress that they're seeing, um, the wonderful, the wonderful things that they have instituted these past few years. Um, thank you to President Cochran for his leadership. Now, you know, if you have comments, go on margimarch.com, send us a message, 
We will get back to you. And if you liked this conversation on any of the major podcasts, you can leave a review. Go on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, leave a message for President Cochran. Um, I believe that this message that we have shared, this chat is going to be something that you can come back years later and listen to because this is long-term information. Thank you so much for the opportunity. We appreciate everyone who joined us here today. Come back next week, Humanity Chats. We talk about everyday issues that impact humans. Our topics vary. We talk about race relations. Um, Sometimes we have difficult conversations and other times we are happy and we talk about the light stuff. So we invite you to join us. Subscribe, leave a review. Thank you so much, President Cochran. Any more words before we uh, we say bye to our guests? Uh, thanks for having me. Have a great day, uh, and I'm just I'm I'm really excited to be here. I love what I do. I love that I get to work with a lot of young people, and I get to talk to you. This was great. I'm so excited that we got to we got to talk. Well, thank you, thank you, viewers, listeners. We will see you next week. This has been Humanity Chats with Margie. Y'all have a good night. listening. Share with a friend. We are humans from all around the world. One kind only, and that is humankind. Your friend, Margie Marge.